0: Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay in and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now.
1: to the south a street to the west cervantes to the north and 17th to the east that that square it's about 1.7 square miles so uh it's less than five percent of the the area of our city takes 23.3 percent of our calls so um when you look at it that way and you say um, you know we have beats that are designed and we look at that data um, but but You can understand from my perspective, that's not just a day shift thing. I mean, that's a night thing. That's a weekend thing.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. This is uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves yesterday during his press conference. He had a dual press conference, not dual like dueling banjos, but dual as in two of them. Uh, One was on the cemetery announcement for Miraflores Park, uh, or burial site, I I should say, (laughs) instead of cemetery. Um, But, you know, that they found some bones there in the basement or the crawl space underneath the uh, Boy Scout building that came from like the 1880s. Uh, And, you know, they're going to do some... Not excavating, but they're going to do some looking underground with the radar, and that's good. Uh, UWF is involved in that. And Adrian Walker, the cultural affairs person for the—I forget her title exactly. Anyway, uh, she's great. She was a uh, uh, useful to me in our uh, leadership Santa Rosa class, and she's just you know one of those like local knows everything kind of uh, UWF people. Anyway which is not an official title, by the way. But uh, <laughs> this: um, if A Street to the west, okay, you know where A Street is, right? And then uh, to the east, you got Cervantes. And then from, or, sorry, to the east, you have 17th. And then from Cervantes down to the waterfront, he says 23% of the calls for PPD service are in that area, which is understandable, I guess. Um, that's a high-volume area. And, of course, PPD headquarters are right in that, um, just south of Cervantes. And he says 23% of the calls go there, but only 5% of the footprint of the city is there. Well, what would you do? Well, you would overstaff that area. And that's the idea behind having two more officers on top of the two they already have for the CRA, the community redevelopment uh, area that's supposed to be that vicinity. And uh, he says the um, particular, and this surprised me, but he says that the SWAT rescue tactical feel is, Not what you think of when you think of PPD. Like you think of PPD as being professional and new and tech forward. And they've got the, you know, they've innovated the body cameras to such a degree that they're now in their second generation of those. And, uh, you know, all of the cool stuff that they have there, you know, they've got the drone that was built from IHMC.
1: And you think, oh, SWAT vehicles, surely they're well equipped. Another request on there is a new tactical rescue vehicle and, and, and operable security fencing for the PPD parking lot. The second part of that is we've already had multiple incidents um, with uh, vandalism and and, um, disturbing uh, some of the vehicles, some of the property that the city owns. And um, so that's just something that, you know, is a necessity for a a functioning police department to have a functioning security fence to protect those assets.
2: But particularly the SWAT
1: response vehicle. And the tactical vehicle, um, I'll say, um, we actually provided some photos for you of the current Uh, tactical vehicle and i'll say um just to put it frankly it's probably one of the more embarrassing moments um i've had as mayor um that if someone gets called if, if we had something happen at a bank at a we had a hostage situation right now this is the vehicle that comes um from the police department the photos i'm sending out now
2: okay so when you think of a swat tactical vehicle you think of like what escambia sheriffs have you think of the bear cat you think of a a hummer you think of a, um, a high water vehicle you think of you know an mrap i mean you think there's all kinds of things you might picture in your head um let me show you the picture that i have of our swat vehicle candy and you see if you can um describe that to folks
3: uh it's a white cargo van
2: it's a painter's van that looks like it's on its, like, fifth ownership cycle.
3: <laughs> I mean... Right. It looks like something Frontier Motors wouldn't Wouldn't, wouldn't even ever come sell. close to. Yeah, no. At all, but... Uh, <laughs>
2: it's got, like, a rusty brown front bumper, rusty uh, hubcaps. It's got, like, a little rack on the top with some tubes in it. And then if you look inside, it's... <laughs> it's a rusty cage. Yeah. It's got, like, somebody's old... I don't know, back seat from their old van. It's like
3: sideways mounted somebody's couch in there for the SWAT guys to sit in. It looks like the one that you buy for $400 off the side of the road at somebody. Yes, it was like
2: the abandoned AC vehicle. Off. Right. So yeah. when DC says that he was embarrassed to see it, oh, he's not wrong. And I I I don't know why I had never seen this vehicle, didn't know, but yeah, this isn't yeah, we need this is not not good for our SWAT team so um good for him (laughs) for pointing this out and wanting to carry forward some unspent funds from this year some some of the funds from this year in order to dedicate to things like that we'll talk about that with him we have him on the show in about 25 minutes right now candy's got traffic on the fives and
3: uh still watching that accident this is on highway 90 in milton right at the turnoff too. to um oh maybe it's been cleared I lied. Okay. Right at the turnoff to 87, the road is still blocked, Highway 90 and 87. And certainly if you know different, uh, let us know. Watching another accident in Michigan and Memphis Avenue in Pensacola, but no roadblock this morning. Uh, Caution, as you know, wherever you are, and if you want to call something in, let us know. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
2: Thanks so much, Candy. Um, We'll we'll come back to the uh, stuff that uh, D.C. wants to spend some money on to, to refurbish and beef up in the city, which is... I. Completely on board with this one. Um, But I got a text in here from Matt Coughlin, again, who is the airport director. And on this whole airport debacle, here's what he said. He said, "Um, uh, it's worth knowing that if you've got questions about your times on your flights, you want to go directly to your airline. The flight board that uh, is, you know, the Fly Pensacola flight board is... Sometimes it takes a little bit of time for all of the information to get from the airline to the vendor that operates. You know, like it's you would think that's just an immediate update source, and it's really not that same way. So it's best to just go to the airline directly if you've got questions about your flight status, which I'm sure they're getting a number of calls. (laughs) I would think think they're getting a number of calls today. So uh, back to some of the stuff that he wants to do. One of the things he wants to do is uh, the D.C. Reese wants to do is a congestion management plan for the city
1: and Uh, you hear congestion management, you assume that that means just studying traffic. Um, And while that can be a small part of it, what it really will allow the city of Pensacola to do as we move forward is once we have an understanding of what the needs are, uh, let's say someone comes in and proposes a 500 unit, you know, complex on a, on a certain street right now, we're not equipped to say Do we need a turn lane or do we not? Do we need a light there or do we not? We do our best. We do our best study. Uh, This management plan will now allow us during that negotiation to say, hey, look, if you're going to put 500 units in, we know we need a turn lane right here. We already we've run all the numbers.
2: Oh, my God, this makes so much sense. Why doesn't everybody do this? You know, it's understanding where the numbers are, what the traffic patterns are, and how adding another thousand cars, let's say, from a 500-unit development is going to affect traffic in that area. And does it tip the threshold where you're going to need a turn lane or need to widen the road? And all, like the thing you would think everybody does we are just preparing to start to do here in Pensacola, which, is, I mean, that's good. It's better to do it than to not do it, and it's not like everybody else is doing it already. Uh, Four three seven sixteen twenty. and by the way, one interesting note, so he talked about this, the Roger Scott Pool bathrooms needing to, you know, reconstruct those, because apparently we don't, I guess we don't have them right now, or they're not functional, or they're not very good. Whatever the case is, they need to be uh, redone. How do you have a pool without bathrooms? I don't know. I've used those before, but it's been years since we've been down to that pool, so I don't know what the current status is. You just go
3: in the pool. I yeah, know.
2: well, stop it
3: oh. um <laughs> okay I'm the just only so one. wrong
2: oh. anyway <laughs> that's I'm just why i love you uh no but um one of the things that he said he went through this whole list and he's got a bunch of stuff that he wants to carry forward and spend money on this year but what i appreciated and i thought it's maybe it's a subtle note but my first thought was well you're the mayor to what degree is city council behind you on this or are you just kind of dumping this list of priorities
1: on them without consulting with them and the answer is i, I try to um You know do my research and and um, you know I I will tell you that I feel like with all seven council members uh, that I've got uh, You know a very good working relationship with all seven of of them. And um, and um, Obviously these are things that I have discussed with them. I feel like that's you know my duty to make sure that that uh, That they understand um, The direction that we're going Um, so I would say we we feel pretty good about it Um, you know I, I wouldn't want to put our council in a position of proposing things they've never heard of or that they would have a lot of questions about. I, I, that's part of this job is to, is to communicate uh, with decision makers in our uh, community. I
2: love that. So he already has gone and talked to the city council members to kind of inform them slash get their feedback. And so he's not just coming out with a, hey, city council, here's my dream list. He's already talked with them about it and they're mostly on board or at least he thinks they're on board or he wouldn't be doing it. See, That's good governance. Well done. Well done. 720 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay.
0: When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You make fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun... Paul Banakis & Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at FLACPAs.com. Banakis & Associates, leave the numbers to the experts.
1: Hi guys,
2: if you find yourself in a divorce or you know that one is coming, you're likely stressed about
0: your kids, your finances, and what your future is going to look like when the divorce is over. You're going to need help with this, and I'm here to do that. Whatever you're facing, I can help you get
3: through it. I specialize in helping guys just like you get through difficult divorces. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and trust me, I can help you through this. Just look me up on social media or on the
0: web. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and I'm here to help. Pensacola, Florida. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620.
4: (sighs) You choose, nope. Hunting, fishing, or drinking.
5: I
3: really love to shoot a gun right now.
4: Fishing it is.
2: That's right, Pensacola Morning News reviving all of the songs and movie clips you. Totally forgot about and love nevertheless. Seven twenty-three on News Radio ninety-two-three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Spence Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David,
4: well, President Biden has now reportedly been briefed on this FAA computer outage that's delaying flights all across the country this morning. Uh, this computer glitch apparently caused an outage in the Notice to Air Missions system, which provides information. Uh, About flight operations. The FAA is still working to restore that system. And again, all flights delayed until 9 o'clock this morning. Pensacola Airport recommending you check with your airline if you're planning on traveling. Sales of military-style weapons are now illegal in Illinois. That bill signed by Illinois' Governor J.B. Pritzker yesterday. Bans uh, assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. (laughs) There's a lot of people in Illinois, I'm sure, that are not happy about that. Chicago and the rest of the state is... uh, (laughs) a real thing there
2: yeah it definitely is and you know the democrats control chicago and east st louis and not a lot in between absolutely (laughs) other than champagne they got a nice outpost at the at the university for sure
4: absolutely and the mega millions jackpot no winner again last night 1.3 billion dollars is the uh, jackpot for this friday
2: wow I guess. It's, I don't know. It's a whatever. Lot. Lot. It's a lot of money. If David a lot. and I
3: win, you're going to be like, oh,
1: man. <laughs> Well, I told you the Ryan's last priorities.
2: time we did an office pool, I bought a ticket in – I bought a share in total self-defense. Because if the office wins the billion and a half dollars, there right. won't be a job for me anymore. So I'm going to need that to bail me out because I can't run the station by myself. Can't come and do the show if there's no salespeople and all that. So It's a solid strategy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's genuinely why I bought a ticket is I'm like <laughs> – That's just like living insurance. (laughs) Because if y'all win the lottery, I'm all by myself. Should I replay
3: this later for Dave Ramsey's show? That's fine. Put it in. That's (laughs)
2: fine. That's (laughs) absolutely fine. No problem. Uh, All the all the things we spend insurance on. That's my insurance against not having a job. (laughs) Fun. That's that's worth it. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. Seven twenty-five on News Radio ninety-two-three. Candy has traffic on the fives.
3: Traffic on the fives brought to you by Executive Landscaping. There's an accident on Blue Angel now. This is just south of Lillian. Someone uh, just called us in. It just happened, and it is backing things up on uh, uh, Blue Angel. Accident on Blue Angel again. That's just south of Lillian Highway. Traffic on the fives brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done. Small enough to care. Two five zero three seven five six for a no hassle estimate. That's two five zero three seven five six. Traffic tips: You can call or text four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio 923 informative, local, dependable.
2: If you've got an import, a BMW, a Porsche, a Lexus, a Mercedes, a Genesis, an Audi, a Jaguar, you know something like that, you you think you've got to go take that to the dealership to be taken care of, and you do not. You don't have to do either the regular maintenance or any kind of special maintenance. Or if there's a problem, you don't have to do You can take it to Bobby Lycus Auto Service. They work on those cars all the time. No problem. And, uh, you know, if you've got a diesel engine, same thing. They work on those cars all the time. I think that's a little tricky. It's a little bit different. you got to go to the dealership. You don't. Like I said, they work on those all the time. And the idea is preventative maintenance, like to make sure you don't have the big problem by seeing them routinely for the little stuff to make sure that you avert the big stuff. That's the philosophy in their website name, carclinicservice.com. They were named a Carfax top-rated service center for 2021, 4.5 average reviews or above. That's Bobby Lycus Auto Service right here on Davis Highway.
0: Fear.
5: I like a million of you all around myself. I want a doctor to take a picture so I can look at you from inside as well. You got me turning up and turning down. I'm turning, I'm turning right. I'm turning. Gwen I'm Stefani. Journeyed.
2: I'm journeyed. I'm journeyed. Gwen I'm Stefani. So. Yeah, Gwen Stefani is actually in the news because she does an interview in which she tells Allure Magazine, you know, Allure Magazine, uh, the magazine that's not even good enough for your doctor's waiting room. Uh, she says. <laughs> Low bar. Um, She says, I said, my God, I'm Japanese, and I didn't know it. Because she loves the Harajuku philosophy or lifestyle it's an area in Japan that you would kind of recognize the way that the girls mostly dress It's very hard to describe exactly but you would recognize it as a particularly Japanese style of dress and attire and uh, more than once in the interview she says that she calls herself Japanese I'm a little bit of an orange county girl a little bit of a Japanese girl a little bit of an English girl uh, Italian anyway um, so follow-up backlash she's cultural appropriating and her dad, who worked at Yamaha for a while, therefore makes it okay. Uh, I claim minifigure heritage because my dad worked, dad worked at Lego. No, okay, so here's the thing. Okay, this, <laughs> I'm probably, somebody's going to be angry at me, but I, I don't mind. You'll If you get angry at me about this, I recommend you don't listen to the um, transgressor ceremony. Uh, or maybe you need it. Um, I will say it, cultural appropriation is not a thing. It's the dumbest idea. That you can't enjoy, appreciate, emulate, admire by copying something—that's the. I mean, you know, cultural appropriation is the idea. Of like, if you like the way Native Americans do something, or you like the way Italians do something, or you like the way Japanese, or you like the way Black people do something—that you can't emulate it, imitate it, you can't adopt it for yourself as a form of compliment. That's that's what cultural appropriation says is you can't take it because you're the conquer oppressor culture and it's wrong for you. to um, Everything we do is cultural appropriation from language to music to food to dress styles. It, I mean, look, Juneteenth is a historically a black celebration. Now it's everybody's celebration because it's a good celebration. Is that cultural appropriation? Well, no, that's different. Andrew. how is it different? If she wants to... Now, saying I'm Japanese is a bit of a stretch. But if she wants to dress in a style that is particularly... Who cares? Who cares? See, the thing... I actually was reading some on this, and I was trying to understand the mindset of the people who are opposed to this stuff. And they'll say... Well, I, I literally... I was reading an article explaining how it is okay to culturally appreciate, but not culturally appropriate. What's the distinction? You want me to be inclusive... Inclusiveness is honoring the things that I like and borrowing them if I think they're cool. We call that assimilation. If one culture adopts American standards, we call that assimilating. If we adopt their standards, we call that being inclusive. I mean, seriously, it's amazing to me that this is such a thing. And I was trying to understand the distinction. Let me read you a paragraph here from one of it. It says, um, it would be cultural appropriation. Suppose you want to celebrate Asian culture despite not being Asian yourself. It would be cultural appropriation if you were to show up in a Halloween party wearing a Japanese kimono. On the other hand, it would be a display of cultural appreciation to read about Asian cultures, enjoy Asian cuisine and art, and engage in activism as an ally to marginalized Asian people throughout the world. Um, no, wear the kimono. It's, I mean, seriously, it's amazing that this is such a thing. You honor it by adopting it, which is a form of praise.
0: This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. A computer outage has flights delayed nationwide, with pilots told to stay on the ground. President Biden says it's unclear what caused it.
4: Aircraft can still land safely. just not take off right now.
0: Some flights, at least out of Atlanta and Newark, have resumed taking off, though the White House says there's no evidence of a cyber attack. Fox's Todd Pyro. The FAA tweeting it is, quote, experiencing an outage with its notice-to-air missions system, which provides critical flight safety operation information. We are closely monitoring the situation, which impacts all airlines, and working with the FAA to minimize disruption to our operation and customers. Nebraska House Republican Don Bacon on Fox Business. We need to get to the bottom of it and fix it, but we're seeing a lot of problems in flying right now, so we should put a spotlight on this for how to improve our, our airline industry and all our flights. This is the new one down shares flight and airport safety information. This is a Fox News alert.
4: Good morning, 731. It's News Radio 92.3 right now, 61. Mostly cloudy in Pensacola. Police have arrested a 51-year-old woman in connection with Tuesday morning's robbery attempt at the Synovus Bank on Bayou Boulevard. Resheka Linnell Marshall is now facing charges in this case.
1: In the state of Florida, if you threaten to use a weapon or you tell them in a note that you have a weapon, it's the same thing as displaying the weapon. So, um... That's that's the charge that she's facing. She's facing attempted robbery with a firearm and attempted
4: grand theft. That's PPD's Mike Wood. Uh, Yesterday morning, just after 11 a.m., Marshall allegedly entered that bank and gave the teller a note saying she had a gun and wanted money. No money was given. The suspect left the bank on foot. Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves marking some unspent money from last year's general fund budget for a series of investments to focus on public safety strategic planning and parks and facilities maintenance he wants the city to have a congestion management plan in place which would aid in future economic development opportunities
1: right now we're not equipped to say do we need a turn lane or do we not do we need a light there or do we not we do our best we do our best study Uh, this management plan will now allow us during that negotiation to say hey look if you're going to put 500 units in We know we need a turn lane right here. We already we've run all the numbers.
4: The Pensacola City Council will be voting on those proposals at their meeting this coming Thursday. A 44-year-old Beulah man previously arrested on child pornography charges now faces new charges for not registering an email address or Internet account. David Joe Gomez was arrested last month for allegedly possessing child porn files on his phone. He'd been previously required to register as a sex offender for an incident where he was accused of providing obscene material to a minor, but education was withheld in, uh, on that case in 2012. Investigators say Gomez was required to disclose any internet accounts he uses, but they found Facebook, TikTok, Rumbler, Reddit, and Pinterest accounts he was using and did not register. Deputies in Alabama say they're looking for a man that led them on a high-speed chase all the way into Escambia County, Florida last Sunday. The uh, the man is 34-year-old George Tolleson from Robertsdale, and the Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says he led their deputies on a high-speed chase that crossed the state line, then later abandoned the vehicle in Florida. If you have any information on Tolleson's location, contact the Baldwin County, Alabama Sheriff's Office. The Wharf announcing a new show. Sure to have a lot of people talking around here. Uh, None other than Bo Cephas, Hank Williams Jr. Old Crow Medicine show will also be playing. Uh, The show's going to happen May 13th, and tickets are going on sale this coming Friday. Pensacola man arrested last Friday for assaulting a woman in December, now facing charges in connection with last summer's shooting at the Pelican's Nest downtown. The PNJ reporting 28-year-old Michael Rudolph faces attempted homicide and other charges for that shooting at the Pelican's Nest, and now he's facing a separate charge after investigators say he pistol-whipped a woman and stole her gun and SUV in late December. And it is 7.35 here at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Traffic on the Fives. All right, uh, watching that bad wreck on Blue Angel, this is just south of
3: Lillian Highway. Ambulance just arrived, so certainly watch your emergency crews on scene and be careful. Blue Angel, very backed up. Again, just south of Lillian. This is brought to you by Avalon. With everything going on, you need Avalon. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable
2: cloudy and humid day out there today with temperatures warming near 74 degrees in the afternoon. 10% chance of a stray shower. Temperatures overnight dropping near 63. Showers and thunderstorms will return as we go into Thursday. 80% chance of rain in the afternoon
4: and evening hours. High on Thursday near 75. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 44 with the rain chance starting to taper off. And Friday, sunshine returns with temperatures cooling into the 50s. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, cloudy skies. 61 in Pensacola, 59 in Gulf Breeze, and 53 in Milton. Our next news at eight. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3.
5: I'm Jennifer Kishinka with your money now. The FAA has paused all domestic flight departures until 9 a.m. Eastern time, after a technology outage reported overnight. The FAA system for alerting pilots and airports of real-time hazards went dark around 3:28 a.m. Eastern time. More than 1,200 flights had been delayed within, into, or out of the U.S. as of 7:15 a.m. Eastern time, shortly before the FAA announced the pause. Airports and airlines nationwide were warning on Twitter before the. A ground stop that delays would be expected. Whilst Fargo is dramatically shrinking its home lending business following a string of scandals and a record fine from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Going forward, the bank says it would largely focus on lending to existing customers and minority borrowers. It will no longer work with outside intermediaries who arrange loans on the bank's behalf. The practice known as correspondent banking makes up nearly half of its mortgage originations. And Wall Street futures are higher. That's your money now.
0: This morning at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join Cody Martin, artistic director with the Pensacola Opera, as Cody discusses Pensacola Opera's upcoming production of Puccini's La Boheme, following Mimi and Rodolfo from their first meeting to their final devastating moments. Shows are January 20th and 22nd. Call or text questions at 850-437-1620.
3: The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620.
0: Pensacola's Morning News with Andrew McKay,
2: mornings 5 to 9. There is no arguing with the horrific nature of lung cancer, but does it translate into a justification for prohibiting them from smoking in an outside public area? The difference between somebody who's smoking multiple packs of cigarettes a day and killing themselves is different from a few times that you breathe the diluted smoke from somebody else in an outdoor space. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local,
3: dependable. Andy and Candy and David Wayne, who I totally know.
0: (laughs) Nice.
2: (laughs) I love the the call out to D.C. in there, too. I was just telling D.C. off the air that we need to have a theme song for him, and maybe we have it. Uh, (laughs) Candy, thanks so much for that. D.C. Reeves is the mayor of Pensacola. He joins us now by phone. D.C., welcome back to the show, sir. D.C., we have the phone on? Is the phone on and up and good? Uh he's locked in. DC are you there? Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Candy, would you investigate to see if we can figure out why we can't hear him? Uh, take the DL. Is no deal? That's all right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, pick pick it up and see if uh, maybe I pressed the wrong button. It does happen every once in a while. I was telling you before that uh, one of the things that DC has wanted to do with some of the carry forward is, um, you know, he wants to spend some money on public safety, a significant amount of money on public safety, including actually getting a, a tactical vehicle for the SWAT team because the one we have now is um, your average plumber would be embarrassed to show up in this van, quite frankly. Let's check back in and see if we got DC on the line now dc uh, yeah i'm here hey excellent outstanding all right so um sorry about all that i don't know what happened what did you think of your new intro yeah, no
1: well, I, I couldn't hear anything. Oh. And I thought I was doing really good in the interview so far, Okay. But, yeah, right. was, you know, you, you'd like it. Yeah. yeah you know, you would I'll come like it. You'd you like it. Um, okay. So uh,
2: before we get to the, the – well, I guess we'll start with that. The carry-forward stuff um, is yeah. – you said, and I appreciate this, that you've already talked with city council about a lot of these items, and you, know, you put things on there that they're – basically on board with including some of the beef ups for city of pensacola a couple of more officers for the cra which is great um a new tactical vehicle for swat team perimeter fencing at ppd all things that seem pretty basic the one and, and necessary surprising we don't have i was interested in the one you said to upgrade and beef up our body cameras uh, what's that because i yeah. thought we already were on our second generation and they were pretty good
1: yeah so um, it's really a holistic approach of technology. it's about a five year investment so you know uh, you'll see a small portion of carry forward for this year's, but you know it's something that we that we're obligating ourselves to fund um, but I actually went through the um, the demo myself uh, which it's it involves uh, body cameras, cameras in the vehicles, um, the uh, tasers uh, that uh, officers will carry um, and it's a incredibly enormous upgrade to what we have right now. And a lot of it, um, what is being carried or, you know, the quality of the picture, let's say, on uh, the camera, it's how much time the officer spends when they get back to HQ and uh, and that they have to download or they have to uh, upload and all of the just logistical time that we're spending, just countless hours um, where where that that would be remediated. And as well as, I mean, I'll just give you an example this technology that goes in the car, it will be able to drive down. One of our squad cars will be able to drive down the street and scan even perpendicular every license plate as it just goes. So if it just, it can ping somebody, a stolen vehicle or whatever, they don't have to just type it in and, you know, at random when they're sitting at a stoplight, like that's the kind of difference in technology that, that you know, these kinds of things are provided. And there's several others. Um, so it, that's why it's expensive, but, um, you know, as I sat through, you know, Chief Randall and and with our city administrator, um, you know, had a meeting with Axum for about an hour and a half, uh, just to learn all the different technology. Um, so I'm very, very excited to get this uh, into the hands of um, into the hands of our officers. One other quick example that's really impressive to me is this would allow that once an officer had um, had pulled uh, their firearm from their holster, all the cameras on every vehicle and every body cam within. X hundred yards um, all activate immediately. So even if you're around the corner, your, your camera in your car activates based on someone pulling the, their gun. So you see, I mean, it's just a whole new, you know, uh, really welcome to the 21st century and uh, policing. And, and, and it will not only keep our officers safe and keep our citizens safe, but certainly will even gain us some time in terms of having our officers on the street, not sitting at a desk uh, inside HQ, trying to upload, Video.
2: Okay, so this is, a, this is a. There's two parts to this in my mind. The way I'm hearing it, number one is it expands capabilities that we do not currently have, uh, and gives us uh, opportunities Correct. that we do not currently have. But it also is primarily an HR tool because it's going to take officer time that's currently being wasted on processing these things and uh, put that into an automation system so that you can have more man hours actually on the street doing what they're supposed to be doing instead of with the, which all of that makes sense to me. That's, that's very interesting. I know the, um, yeah. the chief has been big on um shot spotter that mobile has. Is that something that you're still yeah. thinking about? You're going to implement? Where are you on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've had conversations, um, both uh, with the sheriff's department and um, Representative Andrade has uh, has been a partner with us on this that we uh, potentially would be making the legislative ask um, from our area. And the reason uh, we have the sheriff's office involved is uh, as as Chip has probably discussed with you, there's been discussions of a real-time crime center, and a, a, a very nice complement to a real-time crime center would be having shot spotter technology as well. You don't have to have both. Uh, Having shot spotter at PPD, even without a real-time crime center, I mean, it would allow that if a, a, a shot rang out within the area of these cameras, then, you know, everybody on duty would get a text or get a, you know, get notified. Obviously, that would be a huge upgrade for us, uh, but it, we could enhance the value of it even more holistically. If the Sheriff had a real-time crime center and we had shot spotter where we had people watching on screens twenty four hours a day. so um, so anyway, yes, we are continuing to move forward with that with the help of the representative. Uh, and, uh, you know, alongside the Sheriff's Department
2: as well. Very good. Uh, we're talking to D.C. Reeves. He is the mayor of Pensacola. Mayor, hang on for just a second. Let me get traffic on the fives here with Candy Cullerton. Uh
3: Watching an accident. This is on Lillian Highway, and it's uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry, it's on Blue Angel, just south of Lillian Highway, and uh, backed up quite a bit. Ambulance just arrived not too long ago. Uh, watch her emergency crews on scene. Again, that's Blue Angel, just south of Lillian. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, Informative, Local Dependable.
2: Thanks so much, Candy. A uh, couple of things that are going to be on next week's agenda for city council that are um, second readings one of which is to add Juneteenth to the holiday list uh, which I was surprised that wasn't already I guess I had thought that we had already done that last year the other is the smoking ban vaping ban in city parks which now we've seen you know Okaloosa County uh, there's been a proposal not a, not yet initiated but it's going to be in the city of Milton that they're going to look at doing that um, any particular changes to the smoking one before that gets added because it, it kind of it's it's your item but but it's also, you know, I don't know. You, you'd mentioned before there might be some tweaks or changes. Anything substantial there?
1: No, I, I think there might be a little bit of langu- clarification language change that, you know, with, with certain exceptions. Um, but uh, no nothing nothing con- okay. nothing foundationally different than
2: what we had before and one of the things that you mentioned yesterday in your press conference was working on a congestion study and I just want to I want to give credit for a couple of things uh, one is I love this idea it makes perfect sense to me to make it so that you can figure out when you do or don't need to change the traffic facilities because you're building new uh, residences for example and putting new cars in But I love that and the other thing and I thought this was this goes back a, a, a little bit to your interview that you did when i was gone um you were talking about interacting with triumph and i i i I, what i caught from that interview was what seemed to me like a tone shift where my perception has been that we treat triumph as a kind of an adversarial relationship like we're they're the gatekeepers and we're trying to pry money out of their greedy hands or something and it sounded to me like you more said you know what? Let's find out what they want to give us money for, and let's see if we can do that. And then, if it works, they'll give us more. Am I reading you right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that was before we move forward with what was already on the books prior to to uh, me taking over. Is what I now the number one question I wanted to know was, you know, is it all or nothing? You know, do we have to make 153 million dollar ask at the right. court with a lot of moving parts and a lot of things, or or will we are in a situation where we'd be punished for asking for less and then saying, Oh, well, sorry, well, you've already gotten that, um, you know, come back in five years, then we'll ask for the whole thing. But it, but it's actually the opposite. It's, uh, I take IHC right here in our community. Perfect example. They've been funded twice on the same project because triumph likes to see progress. They like to say, well, great, this, this X million dollars went for good and look where it got us. So, We'll happily fund, you know, phase two. And so once I knew that, then that gave us really clear direction on which way we want to go. And, and specifically with the port, uh, with the American Magic Center for Maritime Excellence, we're going to do that first. We're going to flip-flop uh, what was mentioned previously. And let's get that across the finish line. We're, you know, we're more ready for that one. Um, we know we've got some, a lot of good support in our community uh, on the board for that. And, um, you know, let's get that going. And we can always come back on more of the industrial asks.
2: Right. No, I, I, again, I, I thought it sounded like all upside to me. One of the things we've been talking about this week, maybe a little bit last week as well is the Pelican drop, the new year's Eve celebration. I talked about with David Forte last week when he was in for you, describe for me, your level of optimism that Pelican drop will happen or not. And if so, how will it be funded?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm still coming, you know, coming back from out of town. I have not had any uh, specific conversation since uh, new okay. year's about that. <laughs> what, what I always say is, look, you know, I've been saying for months and years, you know, I'm a place making economic development kind of person. So any opportunity that we have that brings people to our community um, and and makes this a great place to live is something that I'm always open and attentive to. And I just my general um, stance in anything like that is to be open minded about getting it done. Now, as you said, <laughs> there's also data to consider. <laughs> you know, what, it, what are the expenses? Who's going to operate it? Um, how does it affect other things? Well, that's the analysis that we'll do. But, you know, I, I always start in situations like this from a stance of, yes, or how can we? And, uh, and you know, but we've got to make sure that it makes sense for us. So, um, you know, I've heard the county commission is, is excited about this idea. And certainly I'm open minded um, to seeing, you know, what the city's role would be and, uh, and at least Taking a good hard look
2: at it. Very good, and I do have a question. It's a it's a relatively small item on the agenda for next week, but it's a sixty thousand dollars for paving the First City Arts Center parking lot, and I, I, I don't exactly have a question for you on this. I just want to kind of raise a thought, which is I'm very torn on Lost funds because to me the sales pitch on Lost is you'll get extra stuff that you need or will value that you weren't going to be able to produce otherwise. And so whenever I see like a road that's paved and it says, hey, this project was paid for by LOST funds, I was saying that road was going to be paved anyway. It should have been paved anyway. That's not extra bonus, super cool gifts. That's the same stuff government should already be doing. So when I see LOST being spent on a parking lot, that's kind of my feel about it. Not that it's a bad project, not that it's a misuse, just that it's supposed to be extra stuff. Can you maybe, I don't know, comment?
1: Yeah, sure. So, well, first of all, that that item is going to be uh, pulled from this uh, agenda. And, oh, okay. Um, what I'd say to that is that neither right nor wrong. Um, you know, that specific issue was something uh, negotiated in the previous administration okay. uh, in terms of uh, with City Arts Center. So um, we're we're going to, you know, get our feet under us uh, with and, and, you know, no blame to the previous administration or anything like that. But as you can imagine, in a transition you know, uh, before we have things that are, you know, kind of negotiated outside of what the the normal agreement was, uh, I like to have a really good understanding of it uh, before something that we propose. So that'll be off the agenda. And, uh, but to your question, understand LST, we're limited on what we can do with it as well. Um, And so, but I hear you. I mean, it's, you know, the the idea of LST is to bring things that wouldn't normally be there. Um, But, uh, you know, park maintenance is something that if we use LST to build it, We can maintain it with LLSG. I mean, I think that that is still bringing an amenity even when you're maintaining as well.
2: Okay, and I just it wasn't that I needed you to, you know, tell me your grand philosophy of using LOST money or something. I just wanted to kind of raise that as a as a perspective. And I know a lot of people have that same kind of that's not really what we were told, (laughs) you know, LST is for. All right. Last Uh, thing that um, I want to uh, do with you is always try to do a lightning round with you. Um, Since we've got this announcement from the Biden administration, they might be getting rid of or trying to get rid of gas stoves and the impact on Pensacola energy. We'll get into that in the future. But quick question for you, D.C. Reeves. Gas or electric stove for you?
1: Oh, gas stove. Oh, so, wow! I, All right. And I'm not just being a company man. <laughs>
2: you got to support the local, but also the useful. Uh, is your desk clean or cluttered?
1: Oh, I don't want to admit that. Uh, the um, uh, uh, on a scale of one to ten, I'll go six and a half cluttered. Okay. Um, All but, right. Um, I, 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 I just got back from the break, so it could get worse. But
2: yeah. in a month, is it still going to be a six and a half?
1: Uh, maybe a six point six or seven. <laughs> last, trending the
2: wrong way. Last one is in your house when nobody's watching. It is the TV on or not on?
1: Ooh, I, I would say not on. I'm, we're pretty good about that. All right. You know, so lights and maybe not as good TV. We're
2: good. So it's They're a device on. for use. I got you. Very good. Uh, DC Reeves. Yeah. Now we're looking forward the transition team presentation today and city council meeting next week. As always, sir. Thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you again next Wednesday.
1: All right, awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Seven fifty
2: three News Radio ninety two three, I'm Andrew McKay.
1: Running Wild. Join me today at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities, specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions today at 10.
3: The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11, weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. At Gulf Breeze
0: News, they get it. They know you want to know what's happening in your community, whether that means investigative reporting, area events, or op-eds from your fellow breezers. The Gulf Breeze News truly is your community newspaper. Call 932-8986 and subscribe today. You can read online if you prefer to use your iPad or computer or get your freshly printed newspaper delivered right to your mailbox. From city to county, politics to sports. Subscribe now at gulfbreezenews.com. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio ninety Informative, local, dependable. Hasta la vista, baby.
5: One time, one world.
0: Two times, one love. Three times, rewind. Cause we'll dedicated to song. Everyone I got to show it.
2: 754 on News Radio 92 3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines.
4: David? Well, Andrew, flights are set to resume at airports across the country here in the next five minutes or so at, uh, at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The FAA says uh, they've already resumed flights at some of the nation's bigger airports, including Newark and New Jersey and Atlanta. Uh, again, Flights nationwide resuming here in just a little bit. President Biden urging Mexico to do more to uh, stop the flow of illicit drugs across the Texas border. However, experts say those pleas to the Mexican president may have fallen on deaf ears.
0: Yeah, he's kind of an autocrat. He likes to have all the power to himself and all the decision making to himself. Uh, he's finding his own limits.
4: That's Professor Tony uh, Payan with Rice University's Baker Institute, growing pressure on the president to uh, stem the flow of fentanyl across the border. And the Internet personality known as Baked Alaska is now going to spend two months in prison after live streaming himself during the U.S. Capitol uh, riot two years ago. A judge sentenced Anthony Giannette yesterday to 60 days in prison. Uh, During it was a two hour sentencing hearing, and the judge uh, said that he live streamed his criminal conduct to over 16,000 people in hopes they would give him money for what he was doing
2: and jail time. Yeah, (laughs) jail time. (laughs) All right, fair enough. David, thanks for the update. Candy's got traffic on the fives, and
3: still watching the accident on uh, Blue Angel Parkway. This is south of Lillian and backing stuff up. As I understand, it's been cleared. Uh, but it is still slow in that area. Now, certainly, if you know different or you see something else, let us know. Traffic tips, text 437 1620. It's News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
2: Thanks so, thanks so much, Candy. Uh, 756. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, a couple of military notes. One is that the U.S. military has finally, officially, and fully rescinded the COVID 19 vaccine mandate as cases and hospitalizations and deaths have gone up <laughs> just in time. Anyway, um, you know, with the new variant and all the stuff, but, you know, just. I I, I believe that Americans are in a position of they're either concerned and taking actions or they just don't even want to hear about it. And there's really not a lot you can do to make people care about what they don't care about at the moment. So I uh, get where you're at. Um, uh, but the military has officially rescinded. So they're no longer kicking people out because of it. The, I was surprised at how many 8,400 service members had been re- uh, ejected from the service for refusing the vaccine. Also uh, big success for the Navy Navy interrupted a fishing vessel in quotes uh, smuggling AK 47 rifles from Iran to Yemen and uh, I've got a picture that I'm looking at. They've got these, um, uh, the rifles are laid out on the back deck of one of the ships. This is the, uh, which one? The Sullivans. I think this is what this is. And uh, it's 2,116 AK-47s. 2,000 AK-47s all laid out on the deck. And I look, I know this is probably not everybody's reaction, but my reaction is I just want to buy one. <laughs> I just want one. And my thought then was, Good okay, so... finding ammo. Yeah, tw- well, I mean, 7.62, you probably get it. Anyway, um, the 2100 AK-47s, I mean, I'm sure they're fully auto, therefore not legal to be bought in the United States, but I'm thinking, you know, hey, at a grand apiece, you could... I and mean, it's a two million dollar payday for the United States Navy, which will not buy you what, like half a cruise missile or something. So it's really not probably worth all that much. But it's an enormous grab of weapons from, you know, having to go to Yemen. And honestly, my reaction was it probably just gonna get melted somewhere, which is you know. Anyway, I'd rather see good weapons go into the hands of patriots who are gonna use them for the right causes rather than just melted to the ground. But it's better than going to a hot zone like Yemen. Seven fifty eight on News Radio ninety-two three. What else do we have going on? Um Oh, this is, since we're kind of in the military zone, uh, another news note, and this is at the investigation level, yet there's no charges or arrests, but there are 13 soldiers assigned to U.S. Army Special Operations Command at Fort Bragg that are under investigation, again, key that this is not charges or arrests yet, for drug trafficking within the Special Operations Command, so... That's a concern. It wouldn't, of course, be the first time for something like this, but it's just, you know, it's the kind of news note you hate to see. But, hey, the news is the news. We try to cover it all. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News, and we might talk a little bit about uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We're fighting back against woke culture and maybe Gwen Stefani.
0: Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3 WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.